Hello. Hello. <laughs> what is going on, everybody? Now we pause for silence so that we can hear a response back. We'll wait. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to Behind the Pixel. My name is Catherine. My name is Will. And this episode in particular is a hack. If you're unfamiliar with them, they are short-formed content, just giving you a little bit deeper of a sense into our productions and how they run, and giving you some tips and tricks along the way for your own productions as you're making amazing, incredible animations all the time. Can't wait to see them. Uh, but yes, today we are talking about running better production meetings, those wonderful, wonderful things that everybody loves to do all the time, 24-7. You know, I love meetings. The more meetings I can be in, the less work I do. Ah. So I'm incentivized to go <laughs> to more meetings so that less work gets done. That is a strategy how. that one could take. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I yeah, would say I that's, mean, that's the office strategy. Right, right. That is true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we all know that like meetings can be essential, right, to keeping communications going and getting people on the same page about what needs to be done. And they can even be kind of a great resource for like generating and sparking new ideas that are coming through. But as we also know, on the flip side, they can be a little bit of a deterrent sometimes to a production's efficiency, almost like when we talked about having too many cooks in the kitchen. So we're kind of here to answer one main question. When are meetings actually needed in an animation production? Do we need them all the time? I don't know. Do you know? <laughs> We need them basically at every point of, of, no, we don't need them at all. <laughs> right. Because similar to your teams, um, you know, an animation team is also looking to try to reduce the amount of meetings that they're having per project, right? If we're working on five to 10 projects any given month, we're trying to limit the amount of meetings that are happening in a single month so yeah. that we can focus our efforts on actually producing the creative and making it the best possible. So we've experienced working with clients that have had weekly, regularly scheduled meetings and some projects that we went through entirely without ever having a single one. And there's no real right or wrong answer to how many meetings are actually needed for your productions. But if you are an organization that already has a lot of meetings and you want to cut back a bit, we have a few tips and tricks that you can probably keep in mind here. The biggest thing to note really is that meetings should always have a purpose and a time limit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause having like a weekly check-in is, is really great, but only when you keep things short and sweet, because some weeks are just going to contain more information to go over than others. You don't need to always have the meeting go an hour just to fill the space. Yeah. Right. Well, I would, I would preface that with, it depends on how large your production is. Mm. Right. So larger productions do have something called dailies, yep. um, which are daily meetings. You would go in, get notes on your thing and then go back and you would resolve those. Some people have weeklies. Mm -hmm. Obviously that's a weekly thing that you just mentioned. So it really just depends on the scale of your production, but keep that in mind but yeah. we're always i think aiming to end a meeting early yes. i think that's what i think that's what we all want to do i yeah. think every like we're all on the same page about that too right it's not just like so whatever we can do to make it the most efficient possible we're going to do exactly but i think it's important to start by noting that in animation productions 
We technically sort out our meetings based on type, and there are three meeting types for us that can happen in almost every stage of production. Mm -hmm. So the very first type is what we call discovery or idea generation meetings. You've probably heard us talk a little bit about this in one of our earlier episodes, but these happen pretty early on into our productions. Sometimes they start at the sales stage and oftentimes they're really actually at the kickoff stage of a project, like right after you've signed on to the project and you're ready to start. Usually you're hopping on a call to start sparking some ideas. They're used to give the client that space to be creative, share ideas, spark some curiosity about things, and try to share essentially the possibilities of the story's direction, right? There's no such thing as like a bad idea in that space. And it's because it's the best chance to explore your creativity, which is something we very much want you to be able to do to show your creative self. So what happens as a result of those meetings is that the creative will then take all of those ideas into consideration as they're moving into the next stage of either script writing or if you already have a script, developing concepts based on your project's goal and your overall message. Yeah, so, and the other the, the yeah. one thing I'll say about discovery or, or ideation stage meetings or, or idea generation meetings, and anything where we're trying to share things back and forth, that can happen over an email. It doesn't have to happen over mm -hmm. a meeting. Usually when we do a meeting, it's because we don't have a clue. Like I, neither you, the client, or us, the creative team, have come to a conclusion exactly about what, what should happen. Mm -hmm. And so we formulate this meeting to try to unearth some of those things, for, you know, some of those creative juices out of yeah. the fruit. Does that, does that analogy work? I don't know. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, exactly. All right, on to the next part. Let's keep going. Uh, so the next type of meeting that we typically run is what we call creative review meetings, right? So these can actually happen at any stage of the production if they're needed. I'm put a little caveat there. But primarily they take place in the early development stages. So that's like when we're writing the script, when we're doing concepts, and maybe even when we get to storyboards. So they can be really, really helpful at every production stage, especially if it's your first time ever making animated content. And the reason for that is because creatives can help guide you through that process, right? They can tell you why they've made certain stylistic direction and give you insights as to what specific feedback they're looking for at each particular stage, which is definitely pretty important. The final type that we go through in terms of meetings are what we call update meetings. So you can maybe even think of those as like announcement meetings, but they're really meant to be more sporadic and they're only typically used when we have conversations about things like approaching budget limits, right? We've come up towards our budget, so let's see what's happening. Mm -hmm. If there's any times that there's schedule changes that can affect the team as a whole, uh, what's the term? Scope creep <laughs> occasionally. Mm, yeah. Or if like you need to resolve a point of confusion or conflict with the team or between individuals, that's that might be an appropriate time for an update meeting. Yeah. So I think that those are our three categories. And, you know, meetings can typically cost a team both time and money. And we know that meetings can <laughs> sometimes seem irrelevant uh, to those who may not want to be in the meeting or don't feel like they need to be in the room in that moment in time, there's a bigger question that comes up here, which is like, how can we actually create more effective production meetings so that we either have less of them or they're really straightforward and to the point? Yeah, I remember as a 
you know, when I put my sales hat on and I talk to folks, th- there have been some sales meetings that I'm. Can but, you visually put the hat on? Because I, I, I think everyone needs to see that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> when I'm doing some sales meetings, oftentimes it'll just be me. It'll just be one person, and the the team that I'm meeting with, I'll have yeah. four or five people, six people, and they all look at me like it's just you. It's just this one guy who's going to take all our notes down and like capture everything that we're about to say. You don't need anyone else in this meeting. And what they usually recognize is that we record meetings. And so we distribute those meetings to the people who need to to know because they, they're off doing other things. There's really no need for them to be at a particular meeting. Yeah. I mean, um, it's similar to keeping a like an email log or record of the conversations that you had. So you can always go mm-hmm. back to refer to something. So yeah. Yeah, definitely helpful. Exactly. So we have a, a couple of ways to answer this question here of creating more effective production meetings. So the first tip that we have is being conscious about who needs to be in that meeting and why. Right. Big question. Yeah. Because, you know, it's it's definitely really wonderful and, and lovely to have everyone's voice in a room at different stages of production. Right. Especially that ideation phase that we were talking about. And it can be great to have a meeting to give everyone a chance to like see the overall progress of the production, right? As opposed to those dailies that we talked about, sometimes the weeklies or even monthlies are like, here's where the production is as a whole. So maybe your side isn't started yet, but you get a sense of where it's going and where we've been. At the end of the day, if you think about uh, like having an hour long call where only one person needs to be on that call to chime in for like, five minutes towards the end, it, it's not really adding value to your production overall. Maybe have them go first. That's a tip. <laughs> but yeah. it's important to remember yeah. who needs to be involved in each stage meeting. Yeah. Maybe if you're, so I'll chime in here with, um, if you're using the RACI or RACI model, not sure if that's how you say that, but might want to refer back to check who actually needs to be there. I don't know if you do you know what RACI stands for. No, tell me more. So the acronym RACI stands for Responsible, Accountable, Consulted, and Informed. And you're basically grouping buckets of people into either one of those. And you can go further down, not just into where the categories of the people that you know serve on those sort of, mm. you can think of them as, as small, small, small groups of people that need to be in each of those categories, but they, you can go down to the task level. So it, it really depends on how deep you want to go. If you're using that model, figure out who needs to be consulted, and responsible for. Yeah, definitely worth checking out that model for sure. Another tip that we have here is to remember that a meeting's intention should be set prior to the actual meeting or its scheduling. Mm -hmm. Um, I Mm -hmm. I think this is pretty important. So (laughs) it's the idea that meetings for the sake of just having a meeting usually don't tend to solve problems. And for some, they might honestly feel like a waste of time. I think we've all been there to different degrees and different jobs we've had. So Mm. you can think about it by kind of asking yourself a question, which is like, could the information that I need to share come through in another form of communication? Like, could it come through more clearly with an email or through a Slack channel or wherever that might be? Um, Send a text. I'm going to send you all my revisions (laughs) as a text. All the revisions. Yeah. All 30 Mm -hmm. pages. Can't wait. Can't wait. A good example of this would be like when you're utilizing update meetings, right? Now we know what those are. We'd consider an update 
meeting to only be really used when you're talking through topics like budgets or production scope changes, right? So we wouldn't really use (laughs) an update meeting every time we just like sent a new file over to you, right? Here's a new deliverable. So uh, let's all hop on this meeting and we're going to say, okay, this file's been sent over. Did you receive it? Okay, what does it look like on your side? Does it <laughs> like we can just tell you through an email that you have it now and we'll be on the lookout for your feedback. That's it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely organizations that work that way. I think, you know, with technology moving as as fast as it does, I think there are tools and systems that people are getting now just used to where things are just coming through so quickly. But yeah, I I would say not every time we send a new file. Maybe when we move into a new stage and Someone who's on the team doesn't know what that stage is and right. needs a rundown of how much we've done from the start to that particular point in the project. Like that makes more sense. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with having a meeting to like guide people through a process. So just be conscious of like which meeting types you're having and and why and who needs to be there for it. So mm-hmm. uh, all of that is to say, let's kind of summarize exactly what we've learned here. So the first is the idea of being intentional about your meeting's purpose and who needs to be in that room or not in the room in that moment. If you cannot limit the number of meetings that you're going to have, right? Let's say you just, that's the way it's run. You can find ways instead to limit the time because not every meeting needs to be an hour. I'm just going to, I know that's controversial. Right? <laughs> I know that's a hot topic, but just throw well, that in, out there. In government, you have like 15 minute meetings, which is crazy. <laughs> it is, it is crazy. Yeah. Recently. But yeah, I think most of our meetings in production are half an hour in, in the yeah, types of productions so. that we do. 30 mm-hmm. minutes gets you through most of the things you need to get through, gets people asking questions, gets people talking about what they're feeling, looking at the screen. And, and then gets you can move people on. back to work because we're. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Okay. So the idea here, though, is um, our last summary is just talk to your team, especially before the production begins. You can kind of identify where you might see a need for a meeting down the road, because ultimately, you know, your team's needs and preferences. Right. And if everybody in the room says, we don't we don't want to have any more meetings like there's still a ton of different ways to communicate without using Zoom, right? And we're here to be able to like pivot to your needs as well. So it's it's a conversation that needs to happen. And the earlier you do it, the smoother your production will go. But yeah, so we hope that these hacks help you hack it up in your next creative production. But thank you for listening. And I guess we'll see you in the next episode. All right. All right see you next time. See ya. Me. going to stop for one second because the garbage man is literally outside. Uh, let's take a quick commercial break. Uh, is there anybody? If you're having trouble voting in your election this year, take Votex. <laughs> now, you, now you change the music. With Votex, your possibilities are endless. We inject you with your voter ID. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's not bad. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea.
Yes. There you go. Microchipped. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) This will get plugged at the end of the episode for sure. That's Uh, funny. That's funny.